Rick Jensen on 1150 AM, 101.7 FM, WDEL. All right, during the stupid lockdowns of COVID, 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 COVID in uh, 2020, there were thousands and thousands of Delawareans who are told you're not allowed to go to work, especially at restaurants. And as you know, you know, I was able to finish college because I worked. Uh, I was a, a server, short order cook. Let's see. I worked as a bouncer one day only. There's a story I haven't told in a long time. <laughs> we'll save that for another day. Um, yes, there's violence involved. <laughs> and I was the little guy. Uh, let's see. Also, bartender. That's, that's where the real money is. At least for me, it was. And and I was so brokenhearted to see so many people in this business that had uh, done so much for me, you know, allowed me to actually make enough money to uh, to pay for, especially my last year in college. And in those times uh, when I needed a job, uh, I guess a year or so later, that they were being told, oh, you're not allowed to make a living, you can't feed your kids. I thought that's just like the most horrible thing. Well, now... Uh, Carrie Leishman, who uh, you know from this program, by the way, is a very significant person here in the state of Delaware, especially uh, being a president of the Restaurant Association. She's on the phone right now, and I want to get to her because uh, the Restaurant Association in Delaware is now doing something else, something additional, really to make uh, working in restaurant business even better than it uh, than it has been. Uh, Carrie, thanks for being on. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me on today. And, my God, you're bringing me back to sort of where I had PTSD. Do you know, you know, during COVID, we lost here in Delaware two-thirds of our workforce within three weeks of those shutdowns. So it was a, a pretty scary time for everybody who loves and works in our restaurant industry. No, it was. And I remember talking to people in the restaurant business, and I said, well, how do I reach uh, Carrie Leishman? Because uh, you're not president, but you're CEO of the Delaware Restaurant Association. Because I want to find out, you know, how this is affecting people. And I remember that you were having so many meetings on Zoom uh, with the governor and other people in the administration, as well as, as well as restaurant owners. And you're watching them just go under. And it was breaking your heart, I remember. And you're trying to come up with ideas and solutions for many, many restaurants and restaurant owners, whether it's heaters outside and tents and things like that. But now, here we are. Uh, the survivors are who the survivors are. There are some new restaurants in Delaware now as well. And tragically, we talked about that. There's going to be some empty buildings that people will be able to afford to, to get into. And sadly... Uh, as people lost their livelihoods and uh, and their business homes, if you will, others uh, came by to to pick up on that, and and you're doing something new to uh, to really make it, I guess, uh, not just more attractive, but but easier and better to work in the restaurant business here in Delaware. Why don't you share that with us, Carrie? Well, first, you know, I love restaurants, and and right now in Delaware, ten percent of Delawareans call restaurants home to work in. So this industry means so much, although they're made up of small businesses, right? Economically, they are big business for the state of Delaware. And I, I, I looked at the numbers today, actually, before I came on the show, we're not quite at full employment yet where we were uh, from the pandemic. Uh, it's interesting, right? We're about 88% filled uh, 
restaurant jobs in the state of Delaware. But you know what's interesting? We just came off of, uh, we have a big Women of Hospitality initiative, and the, the comeback to restaurants really right now is fueled by women, which is kind of cool. So 88% of those coming back into the restaurant industry are women. And it's the best time to work in restaurants. So people left during the pandemic and they said, hey, maybe I need a real job. But well, I well, let, let, let me interrupt you, know, you there, Carrie, because we talk about these things, too. Uh, and what do you yeah. say to people who are listening to this program, uh, especially guys who might say, oh, my gosh, uh, w- women can't get <laughs> decent jobs and they're forced to work at these restaurants. How horrible. No, I, I that is that is so far from the truth. And it's a narrative, actually, that's that's fun and it's it's not correct i mean it's 65 percent of all employees in restaurants are women and they're doing it for many reasons but most of all they do it because it's flexible and because they can make a lot of money i i can't tell you uh the number of friends that i have that actually work in restaurants three days a week so that they can be flexible for their families, but they're making as much money as their friends in cubicles working a full-time job. No, so, that's, that's true enough. I mean, I know people working in restaurants and servers who are making uh, easily a grand, maybe two grand a week, depending upon the week. And I've told this story before. There are people who don't believe me. That's fine. You don't have to. I know people who, uh, I know one person now who is a school teacher and others who had been school teachers, they will go down to the beach and they would make like 50, 60 grand just in the summer, some of them even more. There, and, and people said, oh, that's not possible. That's not possible. I said, well, it depends on where you work. In fact, I know of uh, a couple of guys who are bartenders at the beach, and they're pulling down anywhere from between 200 and 300K uh, a year. And then I found out that there's a couple of women who are working in these same places, I'm not going to say where they are because I don't want to bust who they are and embarrass them or anything like that, and who are doing the same thing. I thought, man, now, it's hard work, but it's also it also can be very, very fun work, too, if you like working around people, right? Well, that's what I love about it and what people tell us all the time about the restaurant industry. It's, there's not many industries and business sectors that you can work with just a melting pot of people from all walks of life, different nationalities, five generations in the workforce actually right now. So young to those that are in their retirement years, years all working together. It's really what's fun about the industry, right? So mm-hmm. it's everything. And now, especially with, um, you know, people struggling with inflation skyrocketing, I think I saw one survey, Rick, that said 70% of Americans are actually thinking of second jobs right now. And yeah. I, mean, I don't know any better industry than, and you know, picking up some extra hours for Christmas or the holidays than working in a restaurant. I think it's fantastic. So a year ago, we were talking about inflation not being transitory. Uh, we knew it was going to last from a number of different economists that I read anyway at Deutsche Bank, Moody's Analytics, the uh, University of Pennsylvania Wharton School of Business. They do budget modeling and a number of others as well. And then in the spring of this year, Carrie, I was sharing with my listeners the fact that there are a number of non-political economists who have been very, very correct about the economy over the last couple of decades who are saying we're heading into a hard recession. And this ties right into the 70 percent number that you just shared. You know, we actually had a couple of segments on this program where I was sharing with people and asking people also, uh, gosh, uh, what sort of second job are you going to get? Are you thinking about getting? What can you get? We've talked about how to use LinkedIn, for example, 
on how to expand your career, find extra money, extra jobs. As these economists were saying in the spring, Kerry, that we are likely heading into a hard recession, uh, perhaps the fourth quarter of this year, certainly next year. Well, they are also focusing on the tech industry. Well, we've seen now hundreds of thousands of jobs being lost in the tech industry, but that's been going on for the full year. It happened in the second quarter pretty dramatically, and now it's happened as well. So when you say, hey, we've got 88% of the jobs filled in restaurant business here in Delaware, that does look like an, an enormous opportunity for people who might be in fintech, lost your job, some other uh, tech firm, you lost your job, and you're looking to do something else while you, so you can pay the bills while you're looking. Obviously, the restaurant business, I, I've always felt, is, uh, is, is certainly a great business to be in. But I want to get into some of the details here of what you, with the Delaware Restaurant Association, are doing now to make it even more attractive as an association. Well, you know, what we know now is that as people are coming back into the workplace, and it's in, in not just restaurants, but everywhere, they're really looking at working in an industry that, you know, meets their lifestyle goals, their family needs, the flexibility that they need, and that really care about the advancement. I mean, years ago, listen, I've been doing this for 30 years, and the old restaurant industry was, you know, churn them and burn them, and it was, it was hard. And, you know, if, if people left, more people would come back. But I would say in the last decade, certainly in the last couple of years, and it has really accelerated since the pandemic, restaurants are offering benefits and programs to people like never before. And it's, it's not just wages. I think I'm looking at some numbers. We did a salary survey uh, right at the tail end of the pandemic where, you know, you could be a dishwasher making $35,000 a year coming in as an entry level. You can be servers, to your point, making seventy-five, dollars 100000 a year. And line cooks, you know, that first rung in the kitchen making yeah. 45000 a year. I mean, this is not our <laughs> daddy's old No, no. Industry, That's right? crazy because I remember are making a lot. being a college kid. And and I was like, you know, the short order line cook there in the back of the restaurant, and forty five grand a year. I mean, when I did that, I probably made four grand a year. It was, yeah, that's that's amazing. Well, and to your point, like I said, it's not just wages, right? We're we're offering benefits. There's you have restaurants now. They never did this in the past, offering three days off in a row. We at the Delaware Restaurant Association, we just signed a national agreement with Teladoc where we're offering telehealth and mental health benefits to restaurant workers for twelve dollars a month. I really? mean there's benefits now that they never had in the past. And it's either through their employer or through the Delaware Restaurant Association. We're offering a lot and people are taking, listen, people have chosen the cubicles and they're saying maybe this isn't what it's all that's cracked up to be. Right. I'm going to come back and work someplace fun, but that has benefits. But it's also, like, again, though, it, it's also harder work than, uh, you know, just waddling over to your cubicle and, and squatting there for the whole day. Of course, uh, you know, you're walking and you're carrying uh, but I want to get more in this healthcare thing. So, one of the challenges here, and it's it's what one thing that keeps people from maybe going and, and working part time anywhere, is Obamacare. It was supposed to solve the problem of these extraordinarily high deductibles of two hundred and fifty bucks or five hundred dollars, and the the eight to ten percent increases in premiums. Now we have this Obamacare, which is you know for many people three hundred percent more 
than what they were paying in premiums before if they had like a Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, program that was private. Uh, your deductibles are anywhere for like $3,000, $5,000, $7,000. And how could you possibly afford that, especially, you know, your premiums are so high now and the deductibles are so high, your out-of-pocket is so high. Uh, it's it's interesting that you're doing something regarding health insurance, and I think uh, I want to know more about this health care that you're talking about. You talked about um, Teladoc with mental wellness, avoiding burnout, things like that at $12 a month. What else do you get for 12 bucks a month? What I love about it is, well, and, and also what we know about the restaurant industry is that we're young, right? Yeah. And this generation, and we're also work, working, uh, you know, non-traditional hours. So what I love about telemedicine, and it's not full-blown health insurance, it's, it's wellness. What it does, it allows our restaurant workers or anybody in Delaware who wants to access it through the Delaware Restaurant Association, access to medical professionals at all hours of the day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's not just physical wellness, but they have also access to mental health therapists, psychiatrists, psychologists. 24 hours a day. They can have a weekly appointment if they want to. And it's $12 a month to sign up for themselves individually and the members of their household. It offers uh, it offers dermatology. But what I love about it is the flexibility of care that our industry needs. It's terrific. Also, um, I, I got this note saying that you're looking into child care options for restaurant workers. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, we know that if the majority of restaurant workers are women and care is something that they need, I mean, they work in restaurants because it's flexible anyway, right? They can come into work uh, at night, maybe when their husbands or their partners come home to take care of the kids and they can earn that full-time salary at part-time work. But we are actually looking to partner with our national uh, partners at the National Restaurant Association on uh, entering into an agreement with care.com. So that's coming. And we are now working with our elected officials and carrying on conversations where there might be some policy initiatives around child care in the workforce. It's something our, uh, the women in our industry want. So we are having serious conversations with those leading our state on child care initiatives. Yeah, I remember back in the days of affordable, personal, private, uh, major medical health insurance, um, that uh, well, it was indeed uh, all of those things. And there were associations that would actually have a, uh, a medical insurance program. And I'm wondering, uh, how far along are you folks to being able to do something like that, you know, with, with full major medical um, benefits? So that's an issue that's very important to me. And we've had these conversations before the pandemic to bring back what was called, to your point, association health care plans. Yeah. And this was something that was allowed in the 90s. Uh, we don't see that anymore. In fact, some states have association health plans. Our state does not allow for that. And that is something that's extremely important to the Delaware Restaurant Association and other business sectors as well. Uh, it's something that, in fact, I, I had a conversation with the insurance commissioner on not too long ago, and it's one that we also plan on having further conversations on as we look at our policy objectives for 2023. So give us an idea of these conversations. So you you uh, you, you met with Trini Lavaro, right? Yeah, I've uh, met. We, listen, I, okay. I, I've met with him a number of times. 
and uh, he's our insurance yeah. commissioner. And uh, and I'm wondering, well, well, what what went on with that conversation? Saying, hey, uh, we would just like to be able to have an association major medical plan. And what what could possibly be the objection to that? Yeah, I think there was concern at the time. I don't I I don't always agree with it, but it was concern over uh, what that care looked like. Was it robust? Uh, I know that this was something that many states, uh, state states attorneys sued the uh, the Trump administration on over association health plans because our former president was very uh, supportive of association health plans. So it is something that, again, some states have association health plans and allow for it. Our state doesn't. We're not the only state. There's many states who don't allow for it. But you know, whether it's an association health plan or or something else to mitigate all of the, the rising costs, I can tell you that we we are looking at uncovering anything so that we can stop these costs because we have so many of our small businesses who want to provide full yeah. health insurance for yeah. their employees, but they, they can't afford it. No, no, they, they can't. And, uh, and I can't understand if indeed the goal of these government officials is for people to be able to have an affordable major medical uh, health insurance plan, well, why would they be uh, objective, objecting to an, a plan that could actually give people something like maybe a $1,500 deductible as opposed to, you know, 8700 for an individual or 17400 for a family? If you take a look at, you know, the out-of-pocket maximums now in the Obamacare, that's what you got. So why wouldn't you allow people to create something that actually benefits folks as opposed to something like, you know, you mentioned uh, you're going to be a short order cook making 45 grand a year. But, you know, if <laughs> you're, you're spending half that amount of money just on health care with your premiums and your out of pockets, that's not helpful. I don't understand why they wouldn't allow this sort of thing. Can, can you shed some light yeah. on that? I, I, I can't, but I do know that it is something that we are talking about. It's not just my association. It's, it's other business associations as well. I'll tell you something that's also concerning right now to our industry, and we call it, um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but we have a lot of people in our industry, as the wages are going up, many times uh, single mothers or people have to make a decision on whether they work uh, because they might make too much money where they might not have access to benefits, right. whether it's SNAP benefits or health care. We call it the benefits cliff. And it's something I just came back from a conference in Salt Lake City where we are talking about this from a national perspective, that there has to be something we can do for those people so, that are on the edge of making too much money as these wages are going up where they don't just fall off the cliff. Uh, it, you know, when 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 mothers are making those the decisions on to go to work or lose every single one of their benefits, it's something I think that has to have a larger and deeper conversation. As well. Yeah, we need to have some uh, some adjustments to work fair, uh, for example, that'll encourage people to do this. Carrie Leishman, you are just an extraordinary advocate for the folks uh, who work in the Delaware restaurant uh, business, and I want to thank you for your time and, and all the work you do for folks. Okay. You know, this this program is always a platform for you. I appreciate it, and 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 we and this industry has a lot to say from time to time. So I appreciate you allowing us the time to share about some of the cool things we're doing. Awesome! Thanks so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks.